Hi everyone, uh, welcome to another episode of the Footy Fantasy Pod. Um, we have a special guest here, uh, second time on the pod, Dada, Chelsea fan. What do you do? Um, regular host is here also, Bucci. How are you doing, Bucci? I'm good, how are you all doing? Doing well, doing well. Bull um, is back there, producer Bull doing his thing as always. Um, exciting and times in the Premiership, uh, Dada is here. To come give us some perspective about Chelsea, the going on the Chelsea, the top seat of this season they have. We'll review, of course, EPL games. Um, pretty interesting relegation battle and top seven race, we would like to say for sure. We'll dart around, touch La Liga a little bit for sure. Um, there's a, a classical coming up, that's the biggest game in Spain. When we come back from, we'll have a little break, then we'll review Champions League for sure. Um, we'll start with the uh, Chelsea for sure, Mister Dada. Is Lampard taking? Is, is Lampard getting a pass? Let's start from that. All right, all right. From that hot, so, so hot take. Hot take. Hot take, huh? <laughs> so yeah, uh, Chelsea fan year has been a. So I guess I gotta say this, right? It's one of those things where the expectations for Chelsea was quite low to begin with. So when your expectations are low, when you're doing less bad. I don't know if that's a word than expected. You look like you're overachieving. So relatively speaking, Chelsea is doing okay. But once you uh, normalize for expectations and and also to you consider that everyone else around him sucks, I guess Chelsea is doing great. Uh, is Lampard getting a pass? No. So full, full disclosure, uh, when Lampard was announced as a coach, I was not really excited. I had a lot of doubts. I had my reservations. But so, so far- excited now? Am I excited now? No. Excitement is not the word. Uh, no, I, I won't say excitement, you know. No, not excitement. But as he exceeded my expectations, yes, but not by a whole lot. So, um, I, so yeah, back to your question. I don't think Lampard is getting, uh, I don't think he's getting a pass because generally English coaches tend to be over-criticized while English players tend to be over-praised. So once you have that, uh, going on. So yeah, Lampard is not... So you look at some of the positives, right? So he's done, done a decent job at Chelsea considering his resources. Uh, you look at the Chelsea team on paper, they're really where they should be. Maybe uh, slightly better. Um, it's been a, some of a yo-yo season, right? They can't string uh, wins together. Okay. But then again, that's just everybody else in the team. So, I mean, everybody else in the league other than maybe other than Liverpool. The top three. Yeah, other than the top three, everybody else is kind of win some, lose some. So, yeah, it's been an okay season. The, he's performed better than expected. There's a lot of naivety when it, uh, when it comes to Lampard this season. There's a lot of decisions he made. Okay. The very obvious one is the consistent playing of Bashuayi when it was very, very obvious well, that an uh, 84-year-old blind man can do better than this guy. <laughs> but yeah, they played him every day, <laughs> game in and game, game out. Batman. So, yeah. So I think that was uh, was a bit strange. But other than that, it's done okay. Okay. Yeah, long-winded, long-winded answer. Uh, it's done okay. I would say um, if there's any criticism, like you said, just piggybacking of what you said has to be the squad management a little bit, I think. Especially when it comes to Giroud. He probably should have played Giroud more, you know, just because I felt the approach, for whatever reason, he wasn't played Giroud. I do not know. Whether it's personal, whether they clashed. I felt the, the uh, anguish of you, Giroud, Giroud should be someone to like, oh, Giroud, you, you can probably mentor Tammy Abraham. He knows Tammy's number one. Everybody knows. Giroud probably knows. But from that kind of man management angle, wait, so play Giroud more often in the cup games. Let him come in. Because I knew a lot of times he was taking out Tammy, right? Even when you guys yeah. were doing well. Tommy used to live like 75 minutes because, I mean, he was in my fantasy squad. I remember yeah. Tommy would live 75 minutes, but instead was Bashwai. So I was like, I don't really understand, but, you know. But, sorry, sorry, just very quickly, he's made some bold decisions, actually. No, no, absolutely. Benching, I say, uh, Ke- Kepa, the coach Correct. for Kawaii. That was kind of, that was a very bold move. Yeah, I wish, hindsight is twenty twenty. maybe he should have done that much earlier. You know, Kepa has not really performed to expectations this season. Yeah. And the jury will stay out on Caballero, but... So, you, I think in that regard, you could give him some credit. No, no, absolutely. I think yeah. he gets a lot, yeah, so, for me, gets a lot of credit I think uh, I'll just quickly say that, um, yeah, he's not getting a pass, but he's also getting a pass. I, I think he's getting a pass because everyone seems to excuse the transfer 
ban. That seems to be an excuse. I'm not trying to say that that wouldn't affect any manager not buying players, but if he was a different guy, I think the nice would be out. You know, people be talking about you should be doing better, especially given the start they had. Beginning of the season, um, the team looked better than they are now. Right now, they actually look like they've run out of steam. That you wouldn't blame on him because, you know, the squad is really thin. But then, um, you know, their smaller squads are also doing well because you cannot compare the squad of Sheffield United, for example, to the squad. But was an old coach, though. Hmm? That's a coach who has been with of them, course, yes, established his practices, yeah, kind of... Is that not an excuse? If at Chelsea standard, shouldn't this shouldn't we expect better from someone who once you've managed Chelsea, you should be good enough? So then, would would you expect from Chelsea like third or second? No, what I'm saying is that definitely they can't be first. No, right? no, definitely not first. But mm-hmm. one, I'm saying one is the team started so well. So because yeah. it started so well, I kind of set some higher standards. This team can play better. I think a team should get stronger as the season goes on, as opposed to getting into the season and getting weaker. So maybe that beginning of season thing was a false dawn. It should have actually, we should have waited up to now before we really, you know, look at Lampard's season. Yeah, I think what you're seeing with Chelsea is you're seeing them revert back to the main, right? So the first few games, they were playing at a standard that they had no business playing, right? And now they're kind of, and also too, I mean, Chelsea's had some weird injuries at times. I mean, when Pulisic got on form, he got injured. Yep. Uh, same thing with uh, Colin Marcio-Doy. Kante has not really Kante. been himself this season. Has been injured, yeah. So there's and been... And he lost that boy, the tall black boy. What's his name? Tomori? Yeah. No, the English boy. No, Hodoy. No. Colin Marcio-Doy. No, not Hodoy. The other one. It's Dami. a taller boy. This, this attacking midfielder. Robin Loftus-Cheek. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so there's, there's yeah. been some kind of weird injuries there yeah. and there. So it's one of those things where... And I think what's helped Chelsea out too is everyone around them is not... You know, Nobody's doing well. No one is doing well. Yeah. So, okay. yeah, you kind of have it there. I mean, yeah. it is, with Chelsea this season, it's kind of, it is what it is. Yeah. You know? Three, th- was it three months ago or two months ago? I remember, I think I said that on Twitter and I told you that personally that um, Chelsea had to pick up form because I could see the form going down, down. I said they're going to get dragged into this um, top, this battle for fifth. Yeah. Remember I was saying that and once you get into that battle, not, at this stage, you can't even say what's going to happen for the fourth, Fifth, sixth, seventh position—it's yeah. just weird. That's why I call it top seven, top yeah. seven race. So talking about well, you have to call out the top three though. I think the top three I said it's four to seven now. Yeah. So when yeah. I say top seven race, I'm saying everybody's racing to be in four, five, four, five, six. Yeah. Four, five, six, seven. Yeah. So from literally from fourth place all the way to like eleventh, it's all bunched up in there. Yeah. Where fourth and fifth this season now are special because. Yeah. Six and seven, uh, four, fifth and six would have been UEFA, but now six and seven are UEFA, and then we're looking at fourth and fifth. Not confirmed, possibly, possibly. <laughs> I don't think I don't think but, CAS acts that fast. But I don't think back so. to Lampard, we actually kind of forget this is his second year as a coach. Yeah, it, like it, it's so strange. I just I'm sitting here realizing, wait. We gotta cut this man some slack. This is his second is year some guys as a in coach. Their first years and second years as a coach did it so well. Ooh. Pep Guardiola was, like was the Moreno. Those are outliers. No, I'm not. But I mean, but then Pep Guardiola did. Pep Guardiola did well in Barcelona with a very good system yeah. in place. But anyways, I think once you just just Mourinho did do well in his first. Season. He didn't do well his first no. year in, no, in Porto. No, no, he won the UEFA Cup. No, that was not his first year. That's not his first. Year. No, that was not his first year. No. So yeah, we kind of forget, man. This is his second year as a as a coach. So it, it deserves whatever pass is getting. It deserves it. Correct. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so now talking about piggybacking just into the top seven race, uh, one team we probably talked about on here for a while. You know your West London, well, I was say your London rivals, Tottenham. So Tottenham are now in this funk. They lost um, to Chelsea and um, to you guys two um, one. Probably should have been more. Tottenham are now in the kind of a funk, and um, Mourinho being, I like I like to call him uh, manager in chief. Chief Manager of um, Expectation Management, um, he has already come out to say, you know, he doesn't have his best players. Um, this is what you are going to get because he doesn't have his best players. He was asked about uh, why Roy Parrot, who is like a kid, mm-hmm. supposed to be like you team, that why is he not playing? See, the kid is not ready. <laughs> and, Typical Mourinho. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness! <laughs> can, I, can I can I give him a pass? I would be the last person in the world to give Mourinho a pass, but I have to give it to him. Okay. Um, Spurs are very similar to Chelsea. 
in the sense that their transfer activity for the past two, three years have been weird. Quick question on paper, mm-hmm. where's a better squad? Sort of Chelsea sports. On paper, yeah. Just on, on, on paper, paper sports. Okay. Yeah. The thing about the squad though is we're just looking at the bits and pieces that you yeah. have. But when you assemble the squad, both squads are short. Two years ago, that window where they didn't do anything in the summer, didn't do anything in January, then Pochettino got them to the Champions League final. I think that was also one of those things that were not real. It was a Fox position because that lock, that's one of the reasons why Brian Clark always say, I prefer to win the league because it shows how good you are as yeah. opposed to winning a, a cup competition. Correct. Knockout, knockout. Should have been knocked out by Ajax, broke through. Should have been knocked out by City, City, broke through. Then finally, this season, the chickens came home to roost and Pochettino couldn't get anything out of that squad. They had taken everything out. Yeah. They broke down. Moreno came, first three games, it looked like, ah, you know, something's about to happen. Then Ole was the guy that caught that. And then since then, it's been win one, lose one, win one, lose one. Yeah. They win two, like up and down, up and down, up and down. Then the block, the worst one is not even the form, it's the lock with injuries. Yeah. yeah. Losing the yeah. best two, to me, the yeah. best two outfield players they have. Correct. I in Kane and Son. The real game changers in that team, they're gone. And then, of course, Ericsson never played this season. Now he's also gone from the team. He played. He played. It was just. I'm just saying. Never really played. I didn't say. He it was just um, mowing the grass. So according to a sports fan, I follow. I mean, what do you guys think? That's the Lord Moa. That's just my take. What so, do you guys so think? how do you order top seven? Like, what's your, what's your, for you, for you guys? So just to do a quick, uh, just mm-hmm. a recap of the top. So number five, Manchester United. They won three zero today. Tottenham lost to Chelsea. Yesterday, Sheffield had one more draw. Wolves beat uh, Norwich 3-0. Arsenal was ninth. Um, won 3-2 to Everton. Burnley won 2-0. Was it 2-0? 3 3-0. Everton lost. So that's the race for, in my opinion, the race for top um, seven. seven. Those are the people all in it. How do you think it's going to finish? How do you think it's going to finish? Um, I would say by looking at the fixtures, some teams have played and what they have ahead. I would say Everton has some tough games. Everton say has to play a lot of the big sides. Yeah. Um, Chelsea and Manchester United a bit lucky. They've played more of the big teams. I think they have only two of the bigger games left. Yeah. The problem with those two sides, however, is that they've lost more games to people lower than them than they've lo- or actually drop points. They've dropped points. Actually, no, it's the other way. Chelsea has not beaten a team above them, whereas Man United have not lost. Really lost to a team above them. I think only Liverpool. Only Liverpool. So yeah. two of them are very, very uneven. But I think they will get through to become fourth and fifth. And I think Sheffield United and Wolves will be fifth and um, sixth and seventh. Arsenal might have something to say there. Though. Arsenal might end up becoming seventh. I'm not sure Arsenal have enough of a defense to be able to consistently. You know, yeah, they've kept two clean sheets in a row before this weekend, but I'm not sure their defense is good enough to consistently keep clean sheets and keep, you know, keep out attacks. Correct. Yeah, it's, that's that's just me. Dada, what's your own? So my top seven, uh, for of course, Liverpool, Leicester City, uh, Leicester City, Man City. Um, I think Chelsea is going to be fourth, and the simple reason is. I think um, they're going to be out of Champions League, so they'll be able to focus more on the league. I mean, just just being honest. Yeah. Uh, I think I think United is going to keep going on on that Europa mess, and by the time you travel three thousand miles to Uzbekistan, you got to come back and play. That's going to be a hassle. All so, the teams behind them are also in Europa. Yeah, they're also in Europa. Yeah. yeah. So and also think I think I think Chelsea will kind of scale through once everybody comes back fit. I think they might be fine. Um, I see Spurs actually finishing uh, fifth. Six. Fifth, okay. Now, let me caveat that is Son or Kane, one of them has to come back, you know, for that to happen. And then I think United, then Everton. That's what I have. That's what you think. So, yeah. Yeah. no Wolves, Sheffield, you think? No, I think I think Wolves and Sheffield would just kind of... Fall off. I think they'll fall Beat off. Out. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think they're kind of pushing above their weight right now. Yeah. And just as the season goes, that's kind of... The quality will come out. Yeah, Sheffield is... Frank, Chelsea had no business being in this position. I mean, they had a comfortable lead at some point in time. So the fact it was that quite, it was almost dragged, 11 points or 8 points at a time. Yeah, it was double digits. Yeah. yeah. The fact that they've dragged themselves in this mess kind of tells you. So it's not that Chelsea are going to be superior in terms of results. It's just 
everyone kind of sucks right now. Yeah. <laughs> that it's, mm-hmm. it's a matter of who's going to suck less. And that's what happened also last season. Yeah. <laughs> I kind of agree with, with um, Kim, his um, Bucci. I think Chelsea will come fourth. I think United can come fifth. There's a, but there's just too many caveats. The caveats, are, and the caveats I'm, I mean is how far they go in Europa. Right? If they keep going to it like semi-final and they have to rotate and all of that, I think... They kind of prioritize. Yeah, yeah, there'll be... Even that lack of ability to prioritize in the sense that the drop-off, we, like we know, um, some of us, were the fans, the drop-off from our first level to the second the squad players yeah. so wide and keeping key players fit and how it does when Pogba comes back, if he comes back, those, all those, there are just too many caveats. We talk now, the major caveat is, like you said, one person has to come back. So, I think fifth could be either be Man United or Tottenham. There's that's one thing. I there's one thing. Going to be. There's one thing I want to add because that's actually I thought about it now. Aubameyang, right, is an X factor. Yes, he he's not just an X factor because you know of who he is or because of his team because he's the best player in the team. He's an X factor because of the way he, the amount of goals he scores, the way he gets goals. It doesn't seem to matter whether Arsenal are playing well or not. He gets goals. Correct. So if he continues in this form of scoring, he might actually have something to say about top seven. He could propel Arsenal into the top seven by just the sheer number of goals. Because today, for example, Arsenal had no business winning this game against Everton. Correct. Everton had almost as good chances as um, Arsenal had. He put away his own chances. So I was going to say something to you about yeah. that. Uh, mm-hmm. So my opinion is actually, actually mm-hmm. I feel United might finish fifth. And actually, I was going to say, Arsenal, I think Arsenal comes sixth. Six, yeah. I think they're going to go on like a long run of winning. And the reason why I say this is because of Ateta. Ateta has very, very bold ideas that I like as a manager in the sense that he has a clear idea of the structural patterns, attacking patterns he wants his teams to play. I see what the overload they do on the wing. They do it every time on both wings. One person, the winger goes inside, the, over, the um, fullback goes outside. They do those overloads so that they can cost overloads and cut the ball back and and players are kind of gradually buying to it. The thing that might affect Arsenal is just they're defending. They just go to sleep every time. Go to sleep every time. So I agree with you. I think mm-hmm. they can come sleep. I think fourth and fifth is too far at this point. That means they have to go like seven game run. That's going to be hard because they're in Europa. Too, yeah. Right? yeah. They have too many games to play. So, But yeah, I agree. I think Arsenal can come sixth personally. I think Arsenal can come sixth. And then the old city debacle also change the dynamics of finishing fifth now. Correct. Right? Because before, which kind of begs the question, and it's weird that we're not talking about this, is what's City playing for this season? So let's assume for a second that... that so it's almost like, why finish second if you're not going to play in Champions League? Pride. Huh? I guess. Yeah. yeah. But it's, 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 it's wicked, right? So yeah. now all of a sudden, finishing fifth, you know, actually does make a make a difference. Make a difference. So, yeah. 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 It make, so, it, so it's going to make everything so, so tight. Each game... From now to the end of the season, because of the relegation. I have to quickly touch about relegation because we've gone on and on. Okay. on. Yeah. We have to talk about relegation battle yeah. now. I think the so relegation battle right now, Norwich is on twenty-seven. Norwich is on eighteen. Is on eighteen points. So they are good as gone. Yeah. They are last team. Those ones we've written them off. Written them off. So nineteenth is Watford on twenty-four. West Ham is eighteen or twenty-four. Mm-hmm. Villa is on twenty-five. Bournemouth on twenty-six. Brighton. We have to talk about them. They are twenty-eight. They're just four points now off relegation battle. So those are the teams in there. Of all the teams now, to be very, very honest, I think obviously Norwich is gone. I think Watford is gone. They just don't have enough goals in them. They had that small period, and I'll just let everybody just go around and see what they think. They had that small peak bounce, but I think they are gone. They don't have enough goals in, in them anymore. The way they are playing. I think 18th is probably going to be Aston Villa. Aston Villa are just in this form where they think they are in the championship, in my opinion, where they just believe that they can put everything on one or two people, which is Grealish and El Ghazi, and they want to attack, 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 and forgetting that a draw in some games, like when you're playing teams like Southampton, teams that are kind of closer to you, is more, more valuable to you than saying you want to go, you know, head for head for them. You don't have that. You don't have the score to go head for head with teams that are close to you. And even when they play bigger teams, they, are, they don't even look compact. When I watch them, they tried to go open and attack. I remember last week, for example, against Spurs, where I didn't make, a, make the game compact. They were just so open, attack for attack, and just because of this style of football, I think they are going to go down. So my bottom three is... Are there central defenders back? Yeah. They're back. Minks played today. Mm-hmm. Or was it yesterday? They played yesterday. Minks played yesterday and they still lost. So I think Watford, Norwich, Villa is going down. Butchie, what's your thoughts? Relegation battle. Uh, 
I actually think Watford, in the three teams, the or four if I include Brighton, Brighton, West Ham, Villa, and Watford. I think Watford has better quality than all those four. They do. What do you know? They actually seem to be the team that is more... The team in that place where I can say if they wake up and focus, they can win games. Like, you know, the way they beat some teams this season in, the, in December. Yeah. But that was the only one they've actually played. Yeah. <laughs> so that's the weird thing. If they play, they might be able to string enough wins because all you need to do is just win two, three games and you're out of that place. Villa, Brighton, and West Ham scare me. They are so topsy-turvy that I do not even know where, where exactly. I mean, I've seen a little bit of defensive solidity in Moyes' West Ham, but I can't see anything going forward. You know what I'm saying? I can't see anything going forward. I've just seen a team that can pack the box, but they can't do anything <laughs> yeah. else. Don't you plan to score? You know? yeah, yeah, exactly. It's very weird. <laughs> Aston Villa, like you've mentioned, they don't seem to be able to defend, which is weird. The first month of the season, they were one of the best defensive teams. Yeah. So it's it's that thing again that happens where coaches should go back and do what works for them. Go back to that thing that was working, getting you those little points. One point here, one point there takes you through. Brighton have written them off. The, the only thing, the reason why Brighton will remain in this league is because four teams can't go down. Correct. They are so poor. <laughs> they are, the only thing I don't get is how they're able to win games because I can't. I don't. I don't know anything. I I, I can't explain how they play. I don't know what they're doing in the Premier League this season. <laughs> They just want those things that exist. Just they just exist. exist, like you know, like they're just collecting uh, TV money and just chilling. Dada, what do you think? Not, so, in, in terms of going down, I mean, I echo the same sentiments. I think Norwich is done. Yeah. Norwich was interesting because in the beginning of the season, you kind of saw, you kind of thought, oh, this is going to be a team Attacking, that are going to stay uh, up. The city, the, but but statistically, and I don't know the numbers, but most of the teams that tend to stay up from Championship, they stay on because of defense. You cannot attack your way to the premiership. Because what ends up happening is you have a bright uh, uh, scorer like Pookie that's nice, but then the quality speaks for itself yeah. and it just kind of goes down. Over so over time, it just, it just happens because they don't spend. So that's so Norwich is out. So a team that I actually would love to see go down is West Ham. <laughs> I mean, I would just absolutely love to see West Ham go down. Now, not because they're, they're a fellow English team, but there's just another team where they show a lot of signs of horrible management. First of all, why bring back David Moyes? It's like going back to the ex-wife that burned your house and your car. She gets her head done and you're like, you know what? Maybe <laughs> she's going to change. Guess what? She's not going to change. This time going to light you up. No, bro. Like, so, like, you know, you, you, bring, you bring back David Moyes and I don't know if y'all listened to his interview. He had the audacity to say, what I do is win. No, bro, you don't, <laughs> don't win. win. Actually, what you do is not win. win. So I don't know why. So West Ham deserves to go down. Uh, against the game, the game against City I, that they lost was 2 0. They said the combined transfer value of West Ham players on the bench is actually higher than Sheffield uh, United. Can you believe that? So they've wasted a lot of money. So they deserve to go down. Another team that I think will go down, so that's Norwich, and I think it's Aston Villa for all the reasons you guys mentioned. Uh, maybe Watford too, but I just believe in Nigel Pearson a lot. Maybe because he has this, you know, this look about like a man that knows what he's doing. Like walking <laughs> to the dressing room you know and slap saying? everyone. Just, I don't know why. You know what I'm saying? So, I mean, and they've also won five games out of ten. So, But a team that I would, it would hurt me to see go down is Bournemouth. You know, that was just absolutely just, I don't know why. Maybe it's just, maybe just Eddie Howe. Yeah, romantic choice. Yeah, yeah, you know, they kind of have something yeah. about them, you <laughs> something know. Something about they Eddie Howe. They don't have the budget. Yeah, that, for like yeah. yeah. Budget and your, your squad. Yeah. And exactly. So, so that's my take, man. Okay. It, it definitely, Norwich is, Norwich is out. West Ham is out. And uh, as a punt, I think uh, Aston Villa. Okay. Okay. Uh, before we go on break, let me actually say this quickly because um, we have to talk about the classical actually before we go on break. Okay, that's right. Yeah, but very quickly though. Before we talk about the classical, quickly two things about this weekend in the Premier League. Fast, VR is rubbish. VR is useless. I cannot understand how it is that we can sit down here watch a game, see the replay on TV, know that's a red card or know that's a you know what I mean, and then they say it's not a foul. It's not even a foul. It's not serious rough play. Then they now go around after 30 minutes. Oh, God, we saw it in the first minute. Why did it take a professional referee <laughs> 30 minutes? That's one. 
Two is um, Anthony, uh, Anthony Marshall's goal this weekend is class. Like, you need to go and watch that goal again. That was one hell of a goal. That boy has audacity when his head is correct, but that head is not always correct. That's my take for yeah. this weekend. See you. I'm just, you know, giving my own shot. I'm CEO of Marshall FC right here. <laughs> Always here defending him. You know, come in, come sunshine. He needs okay. to be consistent. Uh, uh, El Clasico now. Barcelona, Real Madrid. That's So, right now, Barcelona is on top. With uh, Let me pull that up real quick. I think they're on 33. Barcelona is on top, 55 points. Oh, fi- oh my goodness. Oh, 33 goals. Was there three goal yeah. difference? Yeah. Um, Real Madrid is fifty-three. A classical next week is at Bernabeu. Uh, I'll just give my own quick. Uh, I think um, Barcelona is kind of picking up some type of form in at the right time. I think I will use what I think, um, especially with uh, Messi just doing Messi just doing good things. You know, scored four goals this weekend. Weekend before scored three goals. And uh, they got this breakaway, which that's a different topic on another day. From they got a relegation team's best player, as they got an um, excuse because I think they see they had more. So there's a cutoff limit in, in Spain where if you have like your registered players, there's a limited amount of registered players that you can have injured, and they give you opening for you to sign outside the transfer window. So I knew that was a thing until Barcelona got involved. UEFA Luna, like some people say. Yep. <laughs> And they were able to sign the best player of a team that is battling for relegation, Braithwaite. And because of that, I mean, that might, I think that might give them some sort of spark going into play Madrid. Madrid, on the other hand, looked like they had been very stable for such a long time. But there's something when I watch Madrid, and I keep saying they look... They, the they more I watch something. them, they look more and more... They are going progressively pragmatic, if that's the word. It's like, what is that trying to do? I watch their games... It feels like I'm watching... But since then, has always been pragmatic. But that's true. Mm-hmm. And he had... But the difference was back then, he had Cristiano Ronaldo, you know, who could bail him out or bail the odd magical moment. He said, okay, just bail us out. And he had like this uh, counter-attacking setup where they could just hit teams on the break and they were very clinical. They were, they were one yeah. of the most clinical teams. When I watch them now, it feels like I'm watching Ace, like AC Milan of old under Arigusaki or like... It's so, so pragmatic that... It, it bores me when I watch Madrid. They look like a very boring team. And that, that's just my opinion. So, that classical, in my opinion, in Bernabeu, it's going to be one of those games where it's going to be close, it's going to be tight. But I think um, Barcelona is going to try to take more risk. And if Barcelona score first, I, I think it's good night. But Dada, for, what do you think? For Madrid. Man, I don't follow uh, Spanish league as much. Mm-hmm. But what's great about uh, La Liga this season is we actually have... Uh, a title race. race compared to the EPL, and it's close. Yeah. But but also too, I think there's been some inconsistency from from both teams, right? Correct. Like Very two three weeks ago, Real Madrid was on top. Yeah. So I'm actually predicting a draw for this. Uh, I don't know about you guys. The last year of classical is not the last interesting one was when Mourinho was there. In the past, it's kind of been. Ah, well, to you, to you. Mm-hmm. No, which one was that? No, remind me. Refresh my memory. The one of. Um, Two, was that two seasons ago? Three seasons ago? Yeah, two, two, exactly. Zidane, two, three seasons Zidane ago. Zidane Yes. When Messi scored the goal. Yes, yeah. I just put it. Yeah, okay, yeah. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Ooh, yeah, that that's an iconic yeah. moment, yeah. at least for me. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, we yeah, Messi yeah. fans. No, 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 no. Actually, Messi fans, no, that was a good one. But that <laughs> yeah. was what, as you said, three seasons, two seasons ago. ago. Two seasons so ago, for yeah. some reason, I don't know why, maybe it has to do with the pressure on Real Madrid's side to actually win the game. It's been more cagey. What's happened actually is that in the past, yeah, this season they have a title race in the past few seasons at this time of the it's year. Been, yeah, yeah, it's, we already gone, know yeah. who's gone. Yeah. And it always, it's always been Barcelona up there. And do, do you also feel that maybe Real Madrid really wants to win the league? Yes, yes. they do. Like, like compared they to do. the Champions League? They do. Like they really like They really won, do. Yeah. They, because it, it, they've seen Barcelona. It's actually the weird thing about it where it looks like Valverde, for example, has been winning the league and he got fired because he wasn't doing well in the Champions League. Getting to semifinals and getting knocked out embarrassingly. The reason why was because Real Madrid was winning the Champions League yeah. and the Barcelona fans wanted that. You know, you want what your enemy has. And then now, they've won all the leagues and then Real Madrid fans are looking, okay, now we should win the league. Yes. You know. But I, been, what was the last time Real Madrid won the league? Four or five ago? years ago? Yeah. To 2016 yeah. or 17. 16 or no, 17. No, it couldn't be that. Recently. It could have, I think it was... Zidane won one. I remember he won one. I thought the three Champions League. The one in between. No, not Champions the, League. The one in between. Oh, he did? Okay, okay
Zidane came in 2016, if I remember. Yeah, he won 16, 17, 18. So Zidane won the league in 17. The thing for me for that game is I think uh, Barcelona have an upper hand because there's one thing we're missing is that next week, Real Madrid have to play City. City. They can't rest players. But Barcelona to play Napoli. Yeah, but... I mean, it's not going to be easy because considering their... Considering their mental block, I think they both. I, I think equally, man, they both got it hard. And yeah. I could just see Real Madrid just being like, "Man, f it, we've mm-hmm. won this Champions League a lot of times. Let's focus on the league." That's just my. That, that's, that's my view. That's yeah, you have a and, point. And, and sometimes when players prioritize, it's almost psychological. It's not intentional. It, you know, it's kind of like you know, you, your mind is somewhere else. Correct. So yeah, we'll I, see what happens. I agree. Uh, so we'll go to a, a quick break. Um. So what? Before we um, come back from the break, we'll do a quick admin. Uh, we do admin, beginning, forgot that. You can find us, uh, audio pods, on anywhere you find your, your audio podcast Apple Podcasts, Spotify, um, Stitcher, Acast. Twitter is footy, AD Fantasy, F O T I E, AD Fantasy is one word. Instagram, you can check us out for our match reactions, Fantasy Footy after the games. On Facebook, we have a Facebook group, Extraordinary Footy Fans. Websites, we have some content on there. We write articles, footyfantasy.com. We're back for our break, and when we're back from our break, we'll jump into our FPL Fantasy Premier League segment, which is by Ola on who is hot and who is not. So welcome to another short segment of who's hot and who's not in our fantasy football update. Now let's jump right into it. Who's hot, hot, hot? Pierre Emerier Aubameyang. Hoba got sent off a few weeks ago, but since he's been back, he's jumped back straight into the goal banging. Trail. He scored three goals in the past couple of games. And the fixtures for Arsenal are looking quite good. And Arsenal as a team have picked up in form recently since Ateta's appointment. So if you're going to look for a striker to start banging in some goals in the next few weeks, Hoba, the king of the Gunners, is back in form. He's hot, 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 hot. And who's not hot? The Lord Lundstrom. He's no longer a Lord. He's just a commoner now. He's just an ordinary citizen because in the past few weeks, he's been on the bench, even though last week was like the final hurrah, which came off the bench and scored. But in this week, he was back on the bench, played only a few minutes, which has been the trend since Sheffield United signed Sanderberg. So, if you are one who has been uh, worshipping at the church of the Lord Lundstrom, this is the time for you to kick him out. While you can still get some value for him. Replace him with a defender who is going to be playing. Or just try to find a defender who is going to play and keep clean sheets at the same time. It was fun while it lasted, but Lord Lundstrom, it's time to go. He's not hot anymore. And with the fixtures coming up, week 28, you're going to have a few teams missing in action. So they're going to be only eight games. It's time for you to have a quick look at the fixtures and see if your team is not going to be affected badly with players missing games. So that's something to look forward to. A bit of planning, a bit of jiggery around, jigging around with your team. And then... We'll see how it goes. So that's who's hot and who's not. See you next week. Bye. We're back from our we are back from the segment who is hot, who is not. That was a good one by Ola. Uh, now we have to jump into the Champions League segment. Um, we have to do a review, a quick review. So each person will take one, you know, just because of time. I'll take the Sports Leipzig game. I'll let them. Um, I think that I think I think that I want to Atletico game. No, let me, let, let, yeah, let, Atletico is fine. Actually, that mm-hmm. was a good one too. Okay, Atletico Liverpool game. Uh, um, 
you, you, don't, you, you can just chime in for the rest of the other two. So I'll start with Sports Leipzig. Uh, I think Leipzig, the one, if they have any, any type of regret from this game, was they should have won by more than one goal. They created so many chances first. Actually, the first 20 minutes I saw, they were all over Spurs. Better. And they should have scored more goals. And that would be the only fear in the back of um, Nagelsmann's mind because he knows Mourinho is a wily old fox. Yes, he has key players out, but it's, anything can happen that second leg. All he needs is the early goal and that tie. So it becomes very weird mm-hmm. and they can win with 2 1, you know. So, but I still think Leipzig will go through. I mean, I think Nagusman showed me um, one side because I watch, I watch his teams a lot, but he showed me one thing I wanted to see is like, can he mix it up? Because normally he plays counter attack, he, he does that possess the football, he knows how to like draw teams and break overloads. But he showed me on when they were on the course in like two last 20 minutes when sports got into the game. And Dumbele and like they took over again, they were pressing and pressing. He showed he showed me game management, which is what I wanted to see about this time. Even though I predicted Leipzig, I was still had my doubts about his game management. So if the game management is good, then they should be able to manage the second leg. Correct. Properly. Yeah, I think yeah. I think they'll be able to manage second yeah. That's my opinion. I, I, I believe so too. They are attack, yeah. they attack very smart. They attack smartly. And they didn't even have a full squad. Yeah, what's his name? Opomakano was out injured, Kuku was injured, so and they still yeah. And shout was... out to uh Etan Appendu. Yeah, had a good game. Yeah. Um, I will talk about the PSG game first. That was um that was a game where that lived up to its billing. I mean, it was almost like attack, attack, attack. The problem was they couldn't score at first, and then in the second half, all the you know the rain clouds gathered, and then it became a torrent. Like within ten minutes, there were three goals, and they were all brilliant goals. And you know, I mean, they were not brilliant in the sense of the artistry, but it was brilliant in the sense of the you know what do you call it, the teamwork. Mbappe's run to create that goal for Nima was good. Um, what's his name? Haaland's timing, his movement and timing is. Impeccable. He scored more goals no, no, than just Barcelona the in the Champions League. <laughs> it wasn't just the finish. If it was about the finish, the finish was hard. Don't get me wrong. But the movement to get into that position, especially the second goal, the winning goal, where he, you know, basically, number one, he was on line when he timed that thing so perfectly. Then he tapped it in at the right time. That was one hell, you know, like that was a real striker. That's what I'll call that boy. He bellies his age. He's not a kid. It's not. He's not a kid. Not. They, should, they have to go and test that boy's bone. I think there's something wrong there. They lied to us. <laughs> <laughs> but that's it. Um, I think it was a really, really enjoyable game. It leaves me wondering what the second leg will be like because we're looking at a game where 1-0 wins it for PSG, but we all know PSG is not going to be able to sit back. So Dortmund, go score. Dortmund yeah. is also going to come out. So we might be looking at a 3-2 game, 3-1. You know, like it could be anything and I will not predict the winner. Oh, really? Would yeah. you, but would, if you had to, who would you pick? I would say PSG have your fan. Yeah, because they can win by two goals at home. So what do you think about the Liverpool? So, so a lot has been, everybody's kind of like, oh, you know, Liverpool lost. And I think this is their, the first game they've lost in a very long time. Yeah. But September, at the same time, September also, September go, October. going to uh, Atletico, it's a very tough environment. That's to play. That, that was peak Atletico. Yeah. You know what? If they say there's anything that's called peak, the, that was a peak Atletico performance. Scores yes. a jammy goal in yep. the first five minutes and, and just packed the aeroplane and train and stifle Liverpool. Liverpool could not create anything. So, so for me, I kind of felt like, okay, not a bad result. I think Liverpool is going to go through anyways. Yeah, for two reasons. Better. One, Liverpool is going to score at Anfield. No matter how good you are, no matter Sad, how... Yeah. You know, our strong Simeone team is organized. Liverpool is going to score. So, I'm to me, Liverpool will go through yeah. on that game. Now, here's the thing about the dynamics of Champions League. Atletico scores a goal first. Nah. All everything. of a sudden, changes everything. Nah. So, I'm going on record and saying, should Atletico score first? It's over. Or should Atletico equalize? Should it be 1-1 by 45 minutes? It's over for Liverpool. Yeah. I'll say that. Because, I mean, because when you start chasing the game, you just leave a lot of sports behind. But I think, in, if you kind of notice that game, you saw the body language of Liverpool players. It's almost like when you win so much, you kind of feel like uh, a disrespect when teams don't let you win. You know, you, you saw clubs saying things like, oh, we're going to meet them in Anfield. There's just this confidence mm-hmm, about mm-hmm, them. Correct. Almost like, 
what is this? What yeah, is this now? Winning thing? They, like, they got. They got. <laughs> you see what? On what like, happened? On like club. I won't say that. Yeah. yeah. No, I, I no, defend no. him every time. I know this what happened there. I'm like club. This is on yeah. Like, no, no. This is what happened there. It's it was like, rattled. Like we do. If this. you watch the game, Atletico players were diving a lot. Correct. I saw that. There, were, there was a lot of gamesmanship. Yes. Yes. It sucked Liverpool players and Liverpool players could not he control he their sub, emotions. He sucked money for that exact yeah. reason because yeah. of you know they got him a, an early yellow card and it looked like he would get you know so basically they pulled out of you know he pulled him out of the game but the gamesmanship affected them I think it also affected the manager yeah. so you know it kind of left a sour taste in their mouth. Um, At- Atlanta and Valencia, we all thought that game was going to be closer. Uh, my shout out for my shout out for the week is for Atlanta's manager, but go ahead. Yeah. It was a great game, um, but weirdly, I still do not think that game is over. And the reason really? why, let, oh, me, let, me, let me explain why. Yes, I watched this game, and this guy created almost as many chances as Atlanta did Valencia. Yeah. It was like every shot Atlanta took went into the net. All the chances these guys had, and, and I'm, remember I said about as many chances they had almost the same amount of um, shots on target. That's good. But guess what? What about the ones that they missed? Because there were some open chances that they kicked over. Correct. Apart from the one that should have been in that they passed to the keeper because that was a pass. So it looked like a game that should have ended 4-3, could have ended 4-2. Valencia had so many chances. I think because of the gap, uh, you know, the three-goal gap, it would be hard. But I cannot really tell you, you that, can't write them off yet. that I'm, I'm sure I can write them off. Illich's goal was excellent, and I have to call out Illich because Illich in that game looked. There was a time it looked like he was just on slow motion, get the ball, people all around him, and he's just walking through them, just you know, just strolling through them. He really looked like he was the class above everybody, and he, you know, that goal too was like a slow motion goal. He trapped it and hit it hard. Correct. So um, I'm looking forward to an excellent um, set of second leg. Second games. leg. Um, just by before we do a quick uh, preview of the next um, leg of games, set of games. My shout-out is to Gasparini for this major reason why the fun fact is the whole Atlanta team, the what, the budget, like the team value of Atlanta team is similar to the team value of um, this team in the championship. What's this team? Like 15th or 16th in the championship? I can't remember. Like Cardiff or something yeah, like yeah. that. Or 15, let's just say the 15th place team in the championship. That wow. is the team value of this Atlanta team. Gasparini... Is uh, has been doing amazing with that team, attacking wise, and they are fourth or fifth in the Sierra. Yeah, 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 absolutely. And mm-hmm. just to see what you say, mm-hmm. I, I actually too will not be shocked if the comeback happens. I said really, because mm-hmm. there's one thing about I was, I was at the Mestaya in Valencia, their stadium. It gets rocking quickly, and if they get at you and yeah, if Valencia score one or two goals early on, so that atmosphere game. could be rocking. It becomes a different yeah, game. They, they turn to like a whole different team because they have like very very skillful and like. Very good players who can come at you. Soler, um, Kevin Gamero, and yeah. So it could, I agree. If they score early, but they have to score early. That's the yeah, caveat. They have to early, yeah. And they have to make Atlanta uncomfortable. So jumping to the preview. So the preview games Chelsea, Bayern, that, that I'll definitely take that one. Chelsea, Bayern, Napoli, Barca, um, Leon, Juventus, Madrid, Man City. Um, that. So out of Chelsea, all those four games, I'm actually looking forward to Madrid City the most. <laughs> like for some reason, I don't know why. I just feel like. There's, there's something about that game that Correct. I'm really, really looking forward to. Because now, I feel City, there's a lot of pressure on them to win the Champions League. If there's any team that has to win the Champions League, I think it's City. Monster. There's just a lot of pressure on I them. Agree. It's not Barcelona. It's not Real Madrid. It's not Juve. It is City. It so is that's true. that. Also, Chelsea buying. Unlike a lot of Chelsea fans, and maybe this is just misplaced optimism, I'm actually confident that we're not going to get better. Chelsea, we have a decent chance of going through. I don't know why I'm thinking this. Okay. They won't do a, a Bayern's pause on you guys. Yeah, exactly. Probably not. So now, now having said that, I, I just feel like one of the advantages of having a young squad or having a team with low expectations is there's no pressure on you. Yeah. Should you lose, well, it's Bayern. We're going to lose anyway. Should you win? Almost reminds me of Man City and PSG. I mean, United and PSG last wow. season. Yeah. Right? When you kind of don't have anything to play for, it mm, changes your dynamics of how you play. Why Bayern is coming in with a lot of pressure. Now, that being said, all that is all theoretical and cute. Yeah. Once Bayern scores two goals, <laughs> nobody you don't care about if you have nothing to play for. I always Mike Tyson principle. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It's like, everyone's got a plan. you get So I think, should if Chelsea can try to... Um, win the first game, 
try to make sure that they don't concede a lot of goals. If just can get away with one zero at the bridge and go to Bayern, I think we have a chance. I'll just leave it at that. Okay. Uh, Bucci, you don't take Napoli Passa or Leon Juventus? I can take both. Okay. Um, he said um, there's one team that doesn't have pressure to... The one team that has pressure to win the Champions League is City. I also have to say one team that has pressure to win the Champions League is Juventus. Yeah. It's the reason it's historical why they, pressure. Yes. Yeah. Yes. It's the reason why they signed Cristiano Ronaldo. Yeah. It's the reason why they're almost in FFP trouble. This is why they fired Allegri. It's the reason why they fired Allegri. It's the reason why they brought Scolari. This team needs the Champions League to be able to get that status. And if they don't get it this season, it gets harder because next season the ability to sign players are greatly reduced because Correct. of their wage problems. Yep. yep. So and then they also are facing Leon. Leon is a very tricky team to play. They're one of those teams that we don't know what Leon is going to show up. Yeah. You know, this is the Leon that we thought were getting knocked out in the first round That's and true. then they came back and qualified. And had injuries. You know? Yeah. They lost Memphis. Yeah. So we, I think, I still think Juventus will go through. I actually think Juventus will beat them home and away because they have the X factor of uh, Cristiano Ronaldo. That guy will do it anywhere. Uh, and then, of course, Zibala too, when he's on song, he's something else. I believe that. Um, Napoli and Barcelona, Latin doesn't strike twice in the same place. It's, um, I don't think Barcelona will lose to a lower team. Um, that being said, Napoli is not so much of a lower team, but I think Barcelona should be able to go through. Go through. I think it's, Napoli is struggling this year. That's, yeah, they are, that's, they're, that's they're, always factor in the form. They're, they're struggling up and down. They're so up and down. They're like ninth in the pool. Yeah. So, yeah, they're yeah. struggling. And their, their owner is mismanaging the club a lot badly, so his, his interference is not helping. Correct. So I think uh, Barcelona will go through easily. Easily. Okay. Yeah. They'll just do Madrid Masters. I know we talked about it a mm-hmm. little bit. Uh, I think this tie is very, very poisonly put for if Guardiola sticks to his plan A, doesn't overthink it. Does he try to say, oh, away? What is he overthinking in Champions League? He has a theory on that? Pressure. I I think it's just pressure. Pressure. Just because of the fact that he's had so many bad losses away from home. He tries to like, let's let's go and manage this game. Just go stick with your plan A and trust that plan A. Because one thing I see is Laporte coming back doesn't make them defensively solid. Um, The midfield, Rodri, even though I have been very critical of Rodri, I'm seeing, and I understand why Guardiola does those things. Like he sticks to a player and just sticks through the tough times. I'm seeing Rodri come more into his own now, controlling possession, the quick passes. Was this the game against? What was the game they beat in West Ham? He made the highest amount of passes ever in the Premier League history since 2006. Hmm. Amount of passes, you know, he's coming into his own, controlling possession, that deep line playmaker. Fernandinho role. Um, What's the use of all his passes if he's not creating chances? That's the question I don't understand. He can, I mean, I think it depends on your setup of the team, mm-hmm. right? Guardiola's um, wants to have the ball every time and wants everybody to be close to each other. So, he's not, his job is not to assist. His job is to, Just to rotate, keep recycle the ball quickly. Recycle the ball, and that's recycle. one thing I think Roger needs to work on. His recycling of one, recycling of Bokuli and his awareness of danger in transition. He does, his, his awareness is not as for example, as good as Fernandinho, pick Fernandinho. Yeah, or so, Casemiro. Then. Or Casemiro, exactly. Yeah. So I still think, despite all the transfer ban and everything, I even think that transfer ban makes City more dangerous in this time. I think it's still 50-50, to be honest. If any of them go through, I will not be surprised. I pick, I just pick City because I feel they're going to be more dangerous mentally. And second leg is at the Etienne. And I, also because of Madrid. I think Madrid is too team. pragmatic. Yeah, yeah. they're, they're, they're yeah. better team. They are more, Madrid has more experience. But I think they're just too pragmatic. The way they're playing now is just too pragmatic for, you know, for the type of football that City is going to offer them. So, I, I pick. So, I think City will go through. I think Juve will go through. I think Barca goes through. I think Bayern will edge Chelsea one way. I think Chelsea will put in a good fight. Bayern just have too much firepower. And those, are the, those are the obvious choices. Correct. Right? Yeah. Those are the obvious choices. Yeah. the obvious choices. Yeah. No, no, no. Which are actually is hard to kind of disagree yeah. with that, yeah. frankly. I think that, honestly, outside of the Chelsea game, I'm really looking forward to the Madrid City game. I think, considering what has happened to City this past few weeks, it actually adds more of a... Uh, more pressure and narrative to that game. I'm actually trying to see how I can take time off. To, uh, to watch it? Take, do like early... Get out of work early because yeah. I want to watch that game like fully. When is fully it? Tuesday or Wednesday? I think it's Wednesday. Oh, Wednesday is Wednesday. I'm off on Tuesday. I want to watch that Tuesday game fully concentrated to watch everything play by play because those two managers fascinate me. 
we kind of come to the end. I was going to give, I was going to give uh, one shout out. Uh, oh, I think I already did to Gasparini. Oh, another shout out to is to Mr. Sean Dyke. <laughs> He's the perfect. We played a good game this week. <laughs> we have the players <laughs> on the flanks. Play the law better. <laughs> he has. He, I, I call him. I think if there's any award that he's giving for like. <laughs> He's the perfect mid-table manager. If there's any award for mid-table, mid-table he's, the new, he's the new David Moyes. <laughs> exactly. He just keeps it ticking. No matter what happens, no matter how their season is bad, he finds a way either beginning of the season, yeah. middle of the season, or end of the season to steady mm-hmm. He just finds a way. Is that he does it early enough, gets all his points, and they collapse? Or he does it in the middle of the season, and they collapse? Or he collapses and waits the end of the season, and they pick up? I don't know how he does it, but he finds a way. So, mm-hmm. Mr. John Dyke is my shout out of the week. My closing <laughs> comment this week is about, um, you know, I thought about it while during the podcast and it, um, Lampard rested Kepa. It's weird. Kepa he was arrested. He didn't rest him. He benched him. Sorry. Yeah, benched him. Benched yeah. him. Um, Kepa was a record for a goalkeeper. Was signing, a, yeah. A record signing for a goalkeeper. The guy that he replaced went to Real Madrid. He's struggling there. He hasn't lived up to the building. Cotua. Yeah. Kepa is over here at Chelsea, not living up to the billion as well. Makes me wonder, will these two clubs need to be going to goalkeeper summer. market this summer? And if they are going, are these two transfers failures? Or do these two guys need time? This is just thinking out loud. We're not talking about it. Just, you know, just something I thought about. And, um, you know, okay. we'll see you guys next time. Yeah. Dada, thanks for coming. I'm yeah, going to sure. use thanks your sure. line. Um, so sure. I already have a title for the pod from Dada. My title is going to be Do not go back to your ex because she hasn't made a new hair. <laughs> <laughs> That's the title of our podcast. That's a good one. <laughs> Thanks for having me, guys. All right, thank you. Thanks for, thank you. Thanks for coming. <laughs>